biggest thing that I see for somebody that's still working and trying to do real estate. It's so the big question is what a top agent is doing to absolutely crush it in real estate. To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Topic number three, let's dive in because we're talking about running our business like a business, and this is the perfect transition. Both you and I are running the business like a business. There's some kind of KPIs, there's some kind of metrics, there's systems and procedures. Why is that so important to have to run your real estate business like a business? Because most people are just fly-by-night cowboys and weekend warriors. They're hoping to make a six-figure income, yet they've never seen it and they don't have the ability to even know where to begin. Yeah, it's very difficult in the beginning to even wrap your brain around that. So if you're like in in a place where you don't feel like you're running it like a business, you might just not be ready, but you can start taking steps to go into that direction. Um, and that's going to be based all on whatever you're doing, whatever your your things are and your KPIs that you need to look for. But it all kind of like barrels down into the very basics, right? Just reverse engineer what you need for that 100K and then that that's like a good step in the right direction. From there, you can start running it like a business by running your financials, making sure that your lead generation is a certain percentage of your income, your salaries are a certain percentage, your technology is, so on and so forth. Um, and then that's where it really starts snowballing is once you start figuring that out that you're like, oh, you know, this is like a slot machine. If I put in $30 into this lead or two hours of time, if you're prospecting, you know, on the phones or something and I get out 14 leads and from those 14 leads, two of them are going to sign a representation agreement with me. And from those two, one of them will sell. Well, I know what my answer is. It's, it's a $30 closing or a two hour to a closing. Now it's just a matter of putting in more and more of those. And then you start getting deeper and deeper into that as you get into team leadership and stuff. Now you're running, you know, whole P&Ls every single month or sometimes every two weeks just to make sure that all of your numbers are on track and that you're heading in the right direction so that you don't slip up and goof up and, you know, uh, tank your company. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I like that. And then the other thing that I like doing is I like putting a dollar per hour on the hours that I work. Yep. I I do that too. So we talked about TCs, right, in the previous topics and creating leverage. If you know that you are worth $500 an hour and you're about to do 14 hours worth of paperwork, 14 hours times $507,000 is going to cost you to do that paperwork for that deal. And shit, your commission may only be $5,000. That means you are net. $2,000 negative, net negative $2,000, right? Yep. Meanwhile, you could have just paid $300 for that file to be done. Yep. I run everything through that filter. Like um, sometimes some of my agents give me a little bit of crap because like I have somebody do everything for me. I have somebody mow my lawn, clean my house, do my laundry, you know, like everything because everything I run through a filter is off of that. Okay. Let's say we're using the $500 an hour. All right. If I go home and put together this furniture, it's going to take me two hours. It's going to cost me a thousand bucks. How much is it going to cost for a handyman to come over and do this? 300 bucks. Cool. I'll work while he's, he's doing the furniture or whatever the thing is. 
and I run everything through that filter. I think it makes sense when you run everything through that filter if you're reallocating that time towards <laughs> yes. something that's productive. Yep. So I want to give people context. Like if you're expecting to pay somebody $300 an hour and just going to hang out, chill, do nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe, maybe that is worth it. Maybe you're just taking a little bit of break because you hustle, you grind and, and whatever. But if you got no money coming in and you're doing that, you're not reallocating that time to something productive, something that helps you grow it and put more money in your pocketbook, then we have to have a conversation, right? Yeah. Which is, I enjoy, I always say everything is context. You said, yeah, if, if, if it's thousand dollars for me to put that furniture, you were like, I'm going to go and work for that two hours that it's going to take me to put that furniture that I paid this guy to put it together for me for 300. Yep. Same thing. Same thing with the TC. I'm going to go prospect for that 14 hours so I can bring in more deals. Yeah. I'm not going to have the TC jump in and start doing some of my deals and then sit around and play on my iPhone all day. Like not a good, not a good move. Exactly. When it comes to running your real estate business as a business, what are some of the other core principles that you are deploying or have deployed or you stick to as you grow your business? Um, a lot of it is so like right now, fi finances are obviously a big portion once you, you know, kind of start. I mean, it's always important, but it wasn't as important when I was a solo agent. Um, but now that's like a big portion. So now I run everything based off percentages. Like I know right now at my current level, I need to keep my salaries at 12.9% of income, right? I know that my lead generation needs to be 9.9%. It doesn't mean that it's always going to be there because you're going to have up and down months. But that does give you a pretty good guideline to go at the end of the year. How close was I? Am I spending too much on lead generation? Okay, cool. Well, that doesn't sound like a bad thing until you start realizing if I'm spending too much for my team size or my my size of business and I'm not making the income that that should be producing, then I've got a conversion problem. Now I can dig in and figure out what that is. Where am I losing the conversion? Is it on the back end when they sign up on the website? Am I not hitting them hard enough? Is my ISA team not making enough calls? Are they, do we need a new tactic? Do we need to add on video email? For instance, that's one thing that we did to help our conversion rates a lot. Like, And then you can start just going down the whole funnel of the process of a buyer or a seller and figure out where the hole is. Now, when you're doing 9.9% in your lead generation, you're still snowballing into the next one instead of like being stagnant at 18% or whatever. Um, so, so that's one portion. I, I think all of a sudden that makes it very relatable because most people think that you have a budget and you're spending X, Y, Z and it's a good use of funds, but you may be very much drowning your team. So you may be better off providing less leads to where I can actually convert a lot more because they have now they have more time. Yep. And how did you how did you go about like finding out and figuring out percentages and like that 9.9% or that 12.9% of salaries of your of your total income? Like where where did all that come from? Uh, most of it, well, it started out as um, Gary Keller's book, uh, MREA, Millionaire Real Estate Agent. They break it down. They've got a budget model, lead generation model. I mean, you got four different models you can follow. And that's one of them. You can follow that budget model and it's going to break down every little thing. Now, keep in mind that book was written in 2001. 
So we need to tweak some things and change some things because we don't need our phone to be 3% of our income because it costs a hundred bucks for the cell phone. You know, it's not, that's not 3%. Well, it shouldn't be 3%. Um, so over the years I have adjusted it. Um, and a lot of that is through talking to other team leaders, um, talking to my CPA who does a lot of other real estate agents so we can see what other teams are doing. Um, and so, um, that's kind of it. I've just been tweaking it over the years and then I tweak it for market conditions too. So like right now we're, we're basically tripled down on lead generation and salaries because we're pushing through this little market shift that we've got as, um, as the, the number of sales has been lower this year and will continue to trend that way, even though prices are staying stable and the market's good. I get all of that, but the number of transactions is down. That's why agents are getting out of the business. So now We've adjusted our percentages so I can start grabbing market share because every time one of these agents gets out of the business, somebody has to take care of their people. And I know for a fact, and this sounds kind of cocky or whatever, but I mean, I know for a fact that if one of me or one of my agents gets a hold of them, they're going to be taken care of a little bit better than somebody that just went through, you know, the the unicorn years of of real estate 2020, 2021. And they don't really know what they're doing because deals were falling out of the sky. Right. I know that my people are experienced. I know that I've trained them a certain way that they're going to get a good experience. So I want to grab that market share while we can. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. Yeah, I think that's the biggest differentiator, right? Is when you transition from just a job where you have the ability for somebody to give you that guidance and somebody to lean on. And you're not really responsible for the ship go that, that's about to sink. There's a different level of ownership. And most people transition from a job or a previous career into this business thinking that things are going to be the same. And meanwhile, like now they have to do everything. So now they have a lot more of a stressful job that doesn't pay as well, that requires a lot of skill set, especially in the beginning. And oh, now you got to learn how to put a business together, how you how to build that ship, right? Um, and I think that's the biggest difference from treating you know this as a hobby or as a part timer thing, like. We have some friends and they're like, oh, I'm going to get my real estate license. I'm like, okay, great. Call me if you need any help. It's like, oh, I just want to sell two or three homes a year. Why? Like, why would you do that? You're the reason why all of us get a bad fucking name. It's because you're not going to learn what is required. And then you're going to fuck up somebody's biggest transaction of their life. And instead of getting them an asset, you're going to get them a liability. Why would you want that responsibility? I get it. It's not open heart surgery and it's not rocket science. We're not sending shit to the moon and into the you know stratosphere like Elon Musk. <laughs> but why? There are better things, easier things out there than trying to help somebody buy a couple hundred thousand dollar asset. And what's crazier about that, Peter, is those two or three transactions they're going to do, where are they going to come from? They're going to be their friends and family. They're going to be their friends and family. Why are you going to do that to your friends and family? That's a 
doesn't seem like a smart move to me. So I do, I do agree with that on a certain level. If they do want to do two or three until they transition, like, okay, cool. At least you've got an end goal in mind, but yeah, you should be learning the business. Like, Dude, we're, we're in Florida. You know that everyone knows like 15 agents. Every yeah. person has a brother, sister, uncle, cousin, whoever that is a real estate agent. And then I get that. Well, so-and-so is an agent. I'm like, great. Can they tell me a difference between QM and non-QM loans? And what happens if you are past the inspection period and how to get you out of contract penalty-free and get your deposit back that you put down? It's an amount of fifteen to $20,000. Oh, I, I don't know. I didn't ask them. I'm like, please go ask them and then come back and talk to me. And it's totally up to you. If you want to go with them, great. Be my guest. But I have never lost the deposit yet. <laughs> yeah, put, them, put them through that buyer console. Even if they know they're using their friend, like that's one thing that we do. I'm like, you know yeah. what? How about you get some information from us? And we sit and do a whole console. The amount of people that we go, you know what? It's probably not a good idea that I use my sister's cousin or my wife's second brother's uncle's aunt, I'm going to go with you instead because you sound like you know what they're doing and they still work at Starbucks part-time. You know what I mean? Like not, not, not getting disrespect. Yeah. Everybody who's working there, it is okay. I, I encourage every single person to start out in real estate part-time with the intent to transition. Just know you're going to have to work your ass off because I'm going to run circles around you and I'm going to eat you for breakfast, lunch, and yep. dinner. I'm not going to give you any space because I take this super seriously and I genuinely care about every single one of my clients and I'm not going to let somebody fuck that up for me. Yeah, me too. And no disrespect on my side either. Like, yeah, some yeah. people need to do it part-time. I got three part-timers on my team right now. That That's fine. And that's fine because that means that they're not ready to transition full-time. So then they have that commission breath and they're not going to put people in bad deals. Yep. And here's here's my like little tidbit on this. If you're in that boat, biggest thing that I see for somebody that's still working and trying to do real estate is they can't quite make the jump. It, it is just like, it's the heart. You were going to have to jump way before you were ready. Jumping, quitting your job. Like you're going to look at this, like your side hustle isn't going to surpass your, your normal hustle. Most of the time, there are some anomalies, but most of the time you're not going to be able to. So you need to have the wherewithal to go. Okay. When I hit my sixth, sixth deal in one year or fourth or, or ninth or whatever your number is, that's the moment I make the jump. I don't care how, how uncomfortable it feels. I'm going to put aside X dollars and I'm going to make the jump. I can always go back to work at Nextel or Sprint or wherever. I don't know why I'm choosing cell phone companies, but you get my point. Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things. And it's okay to be not ready to make that jump. But if you're committed and, you, and you're in the process of acquiring the skill set, you're not totally green. And there are some people that are going to just dump in and, and dive right into the deep end. That is okay too. Just know you're going to work your ass off. Yep. And it's not, it's and, not going to feel worth it in the first year. I tell every agent that I'm bringing onto this team or that I'm mentoring or coaching, if they're brand new, I, I tell them two years of eating shit, just get used to it. Like tell your wife, tell your spouse, tell your husband, Two years, it's not going to be great. I'm going to be working weekends. I'm going to be doing open houses. I'm going to take a phone call at nine at night because you're going to have to when you're new. Like those of us that are experienced, like we can get away with going, you know what? I'll call you tomorrow. Like I'm not picking up this phone at eight o'clock at night. But when you're brand new, I'm sorry. Like you're going to have to do a little bit of that. Not, not everybody's going to again. 
Yeah. Again, there are anomalies, but like for most people, you're going to have to really, really hammer it home. And when you're hungry, you, that shouldn't be an issue for you. I see agents all the time come on here and they're like, well, they called me at 730 at night. So I didn't want to answer it. And now this big problem happens the next day. I can't help you. Like you need to have a little bit of drive. Exactly. Big time, big time. But listen, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on the show. And as we wrap up, I want to give you the floor. How can people get in touch with you, whether you're looking to add into your team, maybe you're looking to sell more homes in Destin, Florida. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Phone, email, whatever. Um, you can call our, our phone line at 850-303-0807. And then, of course, you can find me on social. I've got um, several different brands, one for the actual real estate. And then I've also got a real estate training brand. Um, so you can always search Mr. Mongo as well. And uh, so if you're an agent out there listening and you're looking for some tips and tricks, I put it all online. So you can always go out there and look for that stuff, too. Absolutely. I love it. And then I'm going to ask you three rapid fire questions, whatever comes to your mind for a surprise. surprise (laughs) There's no right or wrong answer. That's the good part. Ready? Yep. Either a person, podcast, audio, book, coach, someone that you're learning from or listening to, to grow your business, pick one. Um, Justin Nelson from Sphere Rockets, a big one for me right now. Love it. Your goal over the next 12 months. Uh, getting my agents up and stable, get eight full-time agents, um, like full, full-time. They're not working another job. Get them going. What do you think is going to stop you from getting there? Um, the recruiting side, because it's not my favorite thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I am with you on that. I'm with you on that, but Hey, thanks so much for, for coming on the show. It's been an absolute blast and we'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 